Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. Uh, we're really excited, actually, to have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host uh, of the Huddle. Coach, yes. yes, all right. <laughs> First touchdown of the year. <laughs> Bobby Hurricane, yeah. You know the name already. It's Merced. <laughs> it's a six-ring cane show. Can't forget the name, yo. Got jazz, blue, vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing them. Ain't no breaking them. Real port alive from the Hall Ride Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. You see the six-ring champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane. That's never still put a damage to your What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. Let's bring in um, our slot receiver. Uh, you see what I did there? Let's bring in our slot receiver into the show so we can Isn't talk. She the, she's the nickelback, right? She's the fifth, fifth. Fifth DB on the field. Yeah, no, no. Give her the slot receiver, or maybe another tight end. She's the other tight end. That, that, uh, exactly. Well, we, well, we we need at least five or six tight ends. So yeah, <laughs> she can definitely be a tight end. All right, Mel, get get your butt in here real quick. Um, <laughs> what's up, Melly Mel? What up? Actually, doing, Mel? I, I was waiting for her because she told me she was going to show up to do this. But little buckets, uh, tangent of sorts, but not really because our other co-host Matt got married and he just tweeted out photos so i'm gonna i'm gonna indulge us here a little bit but look at this dude's backdrop at his wedding yeah this is our co-host that is that is that is is picturesque uh this is our 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 other buckets co-host matt congratulations to him got got married over the weekend and uh looks looks like it was picturesque so anyway yeah congrats man yeah, that 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 was my uh brief uh buckets tangent but it's like a wonderful day we'll eventually have all three of us on a show at once um, you know, I kind of want to get everybody's take on this because everybody keeps talking wide receivers. Hey, we need a wide receiver. We need a wide receiver. Yada yada yada. Well, there's a couple names out there in the, in the transfer portal that um, that are really looking at Miami hard, right? We've been talking about primarily a couple kids. I really want to talk mostly about Shamar Kirk. I think is one of the big names that we've been hearing that's tied to Miami. And also, I, I'm not even sure, is, is Jaquay Johnson still tied to uh, – I'm sorry, Jaquay no, Jackson? I don't think so. I, I know that Kirk is, though. He's yeah. A, he's, Talk to me he's a, about Shamar Kirk, yeah. Yeah, could be could be another Kobe Young type of guy, you know, coming out of junior college, 6'5", 220 pounds. I mean, this is a guy that's got an opportunity to be the, the outside guy that they're looking for, another kind of a depth guy. Um, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Kirk was like six two. I'm sorry, I was saying, but um, uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I remember him. He came out of Nashville, Tennessee, which is another area that our coaches have recruited in the past. I mean, you know, he's, you know, he went to Reedley, which is out in Northern California, and it's uh, Reedley has uh, put their share of outstanding uh, talent a lot went to Utah and a couple of kids uh, over the last few years went to UCLA and I believe Oregon so this this may be kind of a tie-in 
uh, to some of the coaches out there as well. As well, um, I think he projects as a Z. Uh, you know, in Miami's offense, um, and um, not bad. I mean, just Miami, and, and like I said, he's kid will catch the ball. He's got really good hands. He's reliable, and he's got really good speed. So uh, obviously. We're looking at depth. I, you know, you look at Colby and I and 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 Jacoby George, and those are two guys that I think kind of stepped up in the spring to show that you know they're going to be the outside guys, and and Restrepo will be inside. So now you just talk about depth and uh, rotation, and that, I think that's what you're bringing in now, and that's what you have, you know, and guys that stayed over, like we talked last last week, Vish. You know, I mean, they Redding never left, so he you know, he's going to be in that mix somewhere, you know, whether it's the last receiver, but Miami needs depth. And I think this helps. This is what I think. And Mel, I'll go to you on this because yeah, now, you know, we can talk about having a crowded wide receiver room with all these names. Nobody, nobody like you said, blue, nobody left, right? Nobody transferred out. Uh, you've got, obviously you've got the, you know, the, the Kobe young and Jacoby George and, and Restrepo for Shard Smith. Some of these names that we've Ray heard, Ray and you know, Ray, yeah, Ray Ray and Lance Bobby Washington, and the list goes on, right? However, still not a lot, not a lot of experience, not a lot of you know, you don't know who who your go to guy is. I know we've seen glimpses with Ke- uh, with Kobe Young, and we saw Jacoby George kind of put on a little bit of a clinic in, in the spring game, so he looks good. But no, you're talking about now bringing in a guy. Potentially, like Shamar Kirk, another big-time player who is ready for this level of football. He's ready at, at the college level. He doesn't, you know, he's not a guy. Well, he's going to come in and he has to kind of develop and this and the other. No, this is a guy that can come in and potentially take take one of those starting spots if you yeah. if you blink your eyes. Um, this is this is good, right? Because it's going to add more competition to that room. And I think that eventually, once you bring some of these guys in, you'll be able to get. I mean someone's bounce to just kind of stand out and, and separate themselves from the rest as that alpha wide receiver, right? I mean, they say it all the time. The toughest competition you want is on Green Tree. So iron sharpened iron, man. Bring as many people in as we need to to get the best players on the field. Yep. I agree. Um, DJ, is bringing in a guy like Shamar Kirk, you know, something that, I think Miami needs to do, you know, something a lot. I know Keon Coleman ended up, I believe somebody said they ended up at FSU. Uh, well, they just lost Micah Pittman to Utah too. So kind of like traded one for the other. Ke- and Keon Coleman is a, is another uh, really good, really good wide receiver. But uh, Shamar Kirk is someone that Miami could really use to come in and kind of solidify himself as one of the top wide receivers in, in this group, right? Yeah, because, you know, you saw when, and of course, uh, and of course, everybody's a year older now, but you saw when Restrepo went down last year, how we were kind of searching for that playmaking wide receiver or that go-to weapon, and that's how Colby Young emerged, right? And so to get another guy from the Juco ranks in in uh, Kirk, you know, that just gives Miami more flexibility at the position. It doesn't put them in a situation to where they say, oh, we don't have enough depth. They're panicking about depth during the season it allows them to kind of see where the room stands and it also gives them a player with experience so i mean especially with this offense which is going to feature a lot of passing to say the least um, i think bringing in a guy like kirk bringing in a playmaker like kirk will be able to help this room kind of 
continue to grow and continue to, you know, gel in, in addition to adding depth? Vish, Mel, Mel kind of said it right, right? Iron sharp, sharp as iron. And at some point, you, you get all these wide receivers in a room and they battle it out. Someone's got to come out of it with, you know, the top three positions and then you start building from depth, depth from there and, and the competition only gets stronger, right? I think that you keep on – I think, right, and I think we've spoken about this – you bring in one or two wide receivers from the transfer portal, and uh, I think it's only going to make that room stronger. Yeah, and and look, I mean, we we know the kids on campus and all that. None of them have done anything. Like Restrepo, like yeah, he's like he played a couple of games and got hurt. George started last year hurt. They flashed talent. Colby Young had that spurt in the middle of the season where he looked really good and then kind of disappeared. <laughs> None of them have really performed at any kind of level where like oh we're set here so i i don't i think yeah you bring in let them compete but i mean i don't think any of these positions are solidified no one's actually done anything at the college level for any kind of consistent period of time we don't have established players so why would we hesitate to bring anyone in we think could make an impact there i agree again i i I keep saying this we got to come to terms with the talent on this team and how it's performed and what it is at this point and it's unfortunate, but it's the reality of where we are. Anytime you get talent, really, again, at any position, because no one, we don't have proven players pretty much anywhere. <laughs> so, so I mean, we got, we got, we, we're good at safety because Cam Kenshin's is proven. Um, Van Dyke has had one good year two years ago. Like, I mean, we don't have any kind of track record of anything right now. So, I, I know I don't we, think we anybody should be. Well, well, I mean, I think I think we've we 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 watch these kids in high school, and we wouldn't we and they're big time recruits, and we fall in love with them, and then we're like, oh, we got this guy and this guy and this guy, and then, you know, if they haven't done it here yet, then what do we actually have? Right. I agree. Uh, let's. I, I don't think any of them should be comfortable with like if they started last year that they think they should just be starting next season. They should no, all absolutely. be like playing for their lives. At this point, it's got to be an open competition in that position for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, Really, really quick. What's up, Pimp Down? Uh, hey, Pimp Down. Let's talk a little Pete bit. Blue right there. <laughs> I want to uh, throw this to you, Blue. Uh, you know, there's a couple of names that were mentioned here in the chat that obviously Miami has now, you know, maybe gotten a little a little better traction with in, in the, the high school recruiting level. Uh, first, just real quick, this whole Jeremiah Smith thing going on. with, And if, if you guys don't know, he's a five-star kid out of Chaminade. Um, number one rated wide receiver in the country. I think he's number two rated player in the in the whole country. Committed to Ohio State. Did mention a couple weeks ago that he wasn't going to return to Miami. Now it's it's being you know said that he's going to now he is going to come back for for uh, a visit in June. Um, I mean, this is a kid that no matter what is said out there, whether he says it or not, Mario's got to continue to to recruit him until signing day when he signs in the dotted line, right? Well, they did uh, with Brandon Ninnis, and they tried. You know, I mean, I give them credit. They came in a little bit late because they were told – I think this is the one thing that they learned – as they were told, oh, don't even go after him. He has no interest in it. Uh, he and Mark Fletcher are committed to Ohio State, and they're not going to budge. And, you know, I mean, and so here you pry Mark Fletcher away, and then all of a sudden you go, well, wait a minute, there's hope. And all of a sudden um, – uh, what's his name? The the receiver coach uh, used to be with the Dolphins. Can't think of his name offhand. Uh, Hartline. Um, Brian Hartline, Hartline, right. 
Brian Hartline was <clears throat> sleeping over the house uh, every day. And uh, before you knew it, uh, you know, I mean, look at Brian Hartline. He now he's showing up to all these, you know, obviously Jeremiah. And, and now they're after Josh Moore from uh, West Broward, who's another target that I know Miami's looking at. Uh, you know, kind of a out out of the way uh, recruit, but it's so funny. I mean, they're all all the way out on US twenty seven, and and nobody ever goes out there. But then all now all you see is pictures of all these D one major college coaches out there. FSU is there, and Miami, and um, you know Colorado. So if you got a guy like that, I think Jeremiah Smith pretty much understands that uh, if he comes to Miami, he's, I guess, anywhere he goes, even Ohio State, because I even said that about Brandon Ennis. Um, I thought when, you know, everyone was kind of downplaying him and, oh, he's not uh, Marvin Harrison. He's not. Yeah, he is. And uh, same thing with Jeremiah Smith. He's as good as anybody in the nation. He's big. He's quick. uh, He's just he's he's a terror. But um, I think now Miami feels that if they could just keep them, you know, I mean, just say, Hey, what's up? You know, when they see them, maybe they'll get Chaminade down to one of their seven on sevens and they can eyeball them a little bit and uh, a little bit more and, you know, throw out the red carpet for them. But that's the only thing you could do nowadays. I mean, unless somebody lands a huge NIL deal for them, you know, here and who knows? I mean, it's just, now it's become a bidding war and, you know, all over the country and, that's why Miami and a lot of schools are losing guys that they thought they have. It's because of the NIL deals and nothing a college can do because they have, they can have no part of that, so to speak. Um, just uh, so it's, uh, see, I'm surprised that like, Ole Miss doesn't, isn't in on a lot more of these guys. Cause they had that. I mean, even before this thing was legal, they were coming up with bags all over the darn place for all these kids. Know and, that. Exactly. Yeah. So uh yeah, we'll see what happens. Boy, Miss, you gotta tell the truth. <laughs> I mean, it's some dude in Oxford's watching this right now. Like, whoa, what just? Why did I catch a stray over here? Well, come on. I mean, you know, I, I mean, think I think oh. our biggest recruiting tool for him is going to be our offense this season. Like, if we're going to have a chance with Jeremiah Smith, we won't have to prove that we can throw the ball and our quarterbacks and receivers can make plays. Otherwise, why would yeah. we want to come play on an offense that's not doing anything? Yep. Yeah, no, that's a good point uh, that you bring up. But the whole thing is, is remember this, Melissa, that you only have uh, Van Dyke one more year. So who are you going to sell if he's done? If he's in. Yeah, the- but at least at least prove that the offense can do something, though. It's the first year of Dawson's offense and Gattis's offense last year was horrible. Right. So we have to prove that just- we have somewhat of an offense, even if it's going to be a new QB. Yeah, but you still have to have the talent, you know, to, to at least. Yeah. To, sure. to run that. And, you know, right now, as we said, you know, no matter what offense it's that Miami is running now, it's that the other two quarterbacks are not ready. And, uh, you know, so he'll see that, but I, but, you know, there's going to be early games. And I know last year we said that about middle Tennessee and, you know, uh, Southern Miss and all those games like that, that, that the younger kids are going to be have an opportunity to play. But I think this year they got a lot more talent, a lot more elite talent. Bethune doesn't have anywhere. Miami, Ohio doesn't have anywhere this talent. So I think you're going to get a lot of chance, and you're right. I, this is where you could take some of those young guys, and if it, if the offense is, is running well, you know, with Van Dyke, and then all of a sudden they implement it with, with some of the backups, then you're 100% right. Then he could see what they have for the future. I think that um, if, you, if you show that you can score some points and you can move the ball up and down, 
you got to remember, there's also the transfer portal. So yeah. Yeah. if you're talking about not being able to get a big-time quarterback or a quarterback's not ready, but you can show that you can score some points on TVD has a big season, then yeah. you're going to get some of the top uh, quarterbacks in the country wanting to come here anyways and play for that kind of offense. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a key. That's a key too, Jazz. That's a key. You got to have a guy. You have to have somebody to come in here that's going to be able to run that type of offense, and that's sure. not always easy. And Absolutely. you know, because we look at Jacurry Brown, and this offense really isn't suited to him. He's going to have to kind of you know bend and break to try to make make it part of you know what he's all about because he certainly loves it here, and he's then they love him. But yeah. you know, you have and there's a couple of guys out there that. I know that they they signed a couple of the quarterbacks, but there's a couple of other quarterbacks out there. Uh, the kid D's from uh, Bradenton Lakewood Ranch, I think he's really a good one. Tom, uh, kid Hedden, they're both six three kids out of T- Tampa Catholic that were deemed as okay quarterbacks, but now I think they both, you know, now that Reeser's committed uh, to Iowa, I think that they're the I think they're the ne- next top quarterbacks in the state. So you, you know, Miami might want to look at uh, the kid coming in from California to Central, Kritza. I know. I yeah, mean, well, he's only a junior too. Yeah. He's only a junior, so he's got he's a twenty five kid. And then right. they got the kid JC who came in from San Antonio, who's six four. So they right. have a battle. Isn't that neat? That's, that's kind of crazy. That uh, um, and they got the kid yeah. from Killian, right? Antonio Smith. Yeah, and he's well. The irony of that is his father's the head coach at Hialeah. I, to me, I never got that. I mean, why wouldn't you want to play for your dad? He may when he sees that he's probably going to be the odd man right. out. But isn't that crazy that uh, – yeah, he's he's not bad at all. But those two guys are – Kritza kid is really good. Uh, right. And with that team around him, yeah, Central is going to be a, a different world. Yeah, they're going to be one of the best teams in the country for sure. Yeah. Um, moving along to <laughs> – so we got we got wide receivers out of the way. Uh, Brown needs to go to wide receiver. Um, I don't know about that, man. Um, I don't know if I agree with Brown, not suited for this office. I just yeah, think that that's not gonna hey, he'll transfer before he goes the right receiver. Yeah, he's not gonna he's a quarterback. It, but it, it'll be it'll be a little different if he's in there because he 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 brings a different element to the offense. So I, I think you know, we're not gonna one one size fits all. What works for Van Dyke won't work exactly for Brown, but you know, coaches are paid to adjust. Yeah, so, I, well, and I think his most coaches are willing to adjust. We saw important. last year they weren't. I know that his development this year is going to be really important. I don't even know if the, I don't even know if I agree with last year. We didn't adjust. I think he was just lost. He, we tried a lot of different offenses. Like well, we weren't running, like Loxley. We I weren't mean, we weren't we weren't running the same offense with Jakari in there that we were with Van Dyke in there. Just none of it worked. Ask so, Loxley what he feels in the, at Maryland. I don't know. He got he got he pulled Enos in, and now he got it. <laughs> was it watching paint dry? What is it? He said watching Enos, and then and then Josh Gaddis as you yeah, know. and then you know what Enos Enos got got a promotion out of it. So yeah, let's see let's see if Gaddis is the next one. So I don't know. He's uh, Loxley wasn't too happy about uh, the way the offense was playing the other day, so that was kind of funny. Um, all right, last I'll talk about a couple more guys, but I, I got to mention the tight end, right? The tight end position. Good old Danny Gillette's favorite position, baby. Uh, <laughs> tight ends, man. Caleb Odom is a real he's a he's a big, big, big time um kid who can come in. I mean, he caught what? I don't know, he caught like 70 balls or something like that. I over had over a thousand yards receiving. 
this is a, a kid that can come in. He likes Miami a lot. Uh, you know, I, I know I keep going to Blue, but Blue, I mean, as a tight end prospect, Caleb Odom is a pretty damn good one, huh? Kid 6'5", weighs about 220, more of a receiving tight end than he is right. a blocking tight end. Um, you know, he's he's from a program in Carrollton uh, that have, have uh, developed a lot of guys, a lot of wide receivers, a lot of safeties. Yeah, this kid's a big, big body guy. I mean, you know, I mean, and, and as you mentioned, uh, you know, Miami probably is at the top of his list right now because of the uh, obvious that he can come in and compete in a very crowded room. But, I, but the crowded room is very young. Uh, I mean, even your number one, your Dean number one, Arroyo, how many games has he played? You know, he's been out. He's sure he's got as much. Uh, but, you know, when you look at the teams that are looking at him, Colorado, obviously, Ole Miss, we just mentioned that before, Tennessee and Alabama. I think Miami is probably sitting, uh, you know, right now. I mean, yeah, Miami's got six, what do they have, six tight ends in, uh, on the on the yeah, roster? Yeah, they've got a 42-year-old and a couple blocking tight hey, ends. Hey, 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 watch out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm there. I'm there. Me, me and Vish are there. We can, I mean, I'm not, yeah, it's not yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about our age range there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But still, you know, you guys ain't lining up tomorrow, though. But uh but I, the one thing that I got to say is it, you take a look at that guy and he's kind of a proven type of commodity. Um, and it, I mean, he comes in and just see, but the whole thing is, is, is depth. And, and to me, you know, the Alabamas of this world and the Ohio States and the Georgias, I mean, George is a classic example. They've had 50 kids drafted the last two years and they'll still be a top five team next year. So that's where Miami definitely needs to get. And, you know, when they go, well, you have too many. No, you never have too many, you know, because, you, you know, you can only if you have five or six and only one's productive, it doesn't matter. And uh, but I think a uh, healthy Arroyo, you get a kid like that. Um, and I think you're starting to look pretty good, you know, at that position. But again, more offensive linemen over the next couple of years. You know, when Miami struck with um, uh with Taylor a couple of years ago, and they go, oh, I can't believe we got to. Yeah, but you know what? Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, they're getting two of those, maybe three of them every cycle. So that's where Miami's got to be really good, you know, getting that the line is so important, and I'm sure Melissa will agree with that. I mean, if you build a fortress, I mean, and, and here's a classic example. If you remember when Miami and USC were on probation, Miami went after Duke Johnson, who was a four- or five-star guy, but USC went after four- and five-star line because they both had limited scholarships, but you figured if you get those four- or five um, – um, star linemen, they're going to make those two star guys look a lot better. So, yeah, Miami, that's where Miami needs to build on, on the four, you know, up front and as well as you get a tight end that, uh, and even though this guy's not a blocker, Miami does have some blockers. I agree. Um, real quick, before we, uh, before we finish up. Wait, wait, we, we're going to talk tight ends and not get DJ in here? I mean, oh, yeah, I am. I am. I, okay, all right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was making sure. I mean, come on. I think we muted him. That's why I know. Uh, no, <laughs> we don't want. To I don't even know what to right. say. Before we get, meanwhile, Vish has everything to say, so maybe I'll let him have the floor. You know, I could filibuster for another hour, but I don't think people want to hear right. that. So. You don't want to do that, right? <laughs> people, people are heard enough of me and Vish going back and forth for two hours on the bucket spot. So we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about the DJ versus Mel tight end thing here. But before we get to that, let's talk about our sponsor, Price Fix. Thank you, Vish. Are you ready? 
Are you ready for price fix? This is on mute. Yeah, I know, but his, <laughs> his hesitancy has me worried. PriceFix.com. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I literally, I, I, I no, no joke. I never actually close this on my computer. It's this, this is always open. You never know when I'm going to throw it in there. Yeah. What? When you're going to remember to do the ad? Right, yeah, it's, remember, it's, it's, that's a good one. I'm going to remember to throw it in there. Pricemix.com. Check them out when you log in. Make sure you put in the code word five, F I V E, and they will match your deposit up to a hundred dollars. It's real simple. Go to Pricemix.com. Choose from uh, two or more players. Pick the over under on their individual categories. With some money. Here's what's cool. You can mix and match players uh, with uh, different teams, uh, different sports, different, uh, completely different sports, really, because you can even do F1. I uh, believe you can do golf, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, don't don't take our F1 advice after this yeah. weekend. We, uh, Was it that bad that we kind of screw the pooch on that one? I, I, did we get any of it right? Uh, I think you got Hamilton right, and I think that was about it. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't take our uh, our advice on. on yeah, that. smooth operator let you down, man. Yeah, he was, he was real <laughs> he, smooth. He, he slammed. He smoothly slammed his brakes on, locked his car up in the pit lane, and got. All right, we'll talk about that on Wednesday. You yes. stop. Plug uh, <laughs> in the show, hitting the apex. The, <laughs> Let's say at eight p.m. Shameless plug. Uh, yeah, NHL, NBA, NFL, all that good stuff. College football uh, when it's time, and uh, make sure you guys check them out. Go to PricePix.com. Put in the code word five F I V E. They will match your deposit up to a hundred dollars, and uh, make some money. Go to PriceFix.com. Check them out. DJ, this is a tight end position. And by the way, I had I actually wanted to go over one more wide receiver with you guys, but uh, the tight end position, you still got to stack that there, right? You got and look now is the age of, of the of the pass catching wide receiver more than any any other time. Right where you don't really have to worry too much about that blocking tenant. If you want to get a blocking tenant, sometimes you throw in an extra O lineman in there, mm-hmm. or you'll get a guy like Cam McCormick or Dom Amarelli uh, to kind of come in and get that, you know, get some playing time at that position. But to be to be honest with you, Blue mentioned this, and we've kind of talked about it ad nauseum at this point. Is we don't have any proven players at that position yet. You got a Royal who hasn't really played much. You got Jaleel Skinner who's entering his second year. And played sparingly, looked pretty good last year, but uh, still had to put on some muscle and and kind of develop a little bit more. You know, bringing in more tight ends, whether it's next class or whether it's even in the portal. Uh, I, I, I feel like this is something for you to kind of chime in on here. How do you feel about a guy like Caleb Odom or anybody else for that matter? Odom's a really good tight end. I mean, you mentioned earlier over 1,000 receiving yards and, you know, Vish kind of talked about it earlier in the show. You know, you want to build depth and you want to be able to be in a position to get the best player available. You know, what's the harm in offering him or showing interest in him? If you land him, then that elevates your tight end room. And, you know, more and more tight ends are becoming more so wide receivers than actual tight ends because they become such a focal point of the passing game. Blocking tight ends are important too, but you're seeing more and more the tight end just being treated like another wide receiver. So landing a guy like Odom, who already has a really good offer sheet, would, you know, be big for Miami because, you know, we have a lot of big names in the room, like you guys have said, but we don't have a lot of proven production. So, I mean, at this point, we need depth and we need, you know, good athletes. And, you know, Odom certainly fits the bill there. See, Mel, I did not go that far, right? I went 42 years old, which is, you know. Is this his last year of eligibility? Like, does he no. have any more years left after yeah, this? He's got two. He's, he's got, got two. two. Does he really? 35. 
Three yeah, so like, so oh, the really? actual numbers are he's technically in his eighth. He's going he's going into his seventh, I think, and he can play through his eighth. Unbelievable. So yeah. How does that even happen? Like, does injuries red shirts, injuries, COVID? COVID. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Red shirts, injuries, and trifecta, trifecta. There. He really got it all. <laughs> he he's it really all. just he's taking student athlete to the next level. I think uh, Jamil Adai is younger than Cam McCormick at this point. Honestly, I'd do the same thing though. If you know you're probably not going to the NFL and you yeah. like football, like why not? He's got 17 <laughs> degrees already, so you know why not? <laughs> Didn't get a party <laughs> you missing. He had to get a real job. I'm, I'm curious what he's astronaut. getting all these degrees in. Look, he's an astronaut. He's a thoracic surgeon. <laughs> he is. He's an engineer. He's also a physicist. And um, no student debt. He's a karate instructor. <laughs> yeah, no student debt. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> there, 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 there's nothing wrong with the degree from the University of Miami. Absolutely, no, shoot, hell no. Me and Vish, no, we each have two. Or UNLV. <laughs> nah, forget that. <laughs> or I don't know where DJ. Where DJ? Where'd you go to school? Worcester State. Oh, yeah, Worcester I don't know about State. that one. He, 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 he wears the sweatshirt sometimes. I've seen Worcester him rocking State. it. He, he there's like, the there's a million guys that you could look at as reference for uh, University of Miami who've uh, done real well in the world. We only have Guy Fieri and Kenny Maine who've. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's two more than Bear University has. Okay, so never mind that. I guarantee you, if we look at your Wikipedia pages, there's got to be more impressive. Yeah, than there's got to be more. I think I think who would be the biggest from Barry of Yango? Sister Jean, isn't that that lady's name? Sister Jean from Loyola. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the second I time can't, that I can't believe that. Mentioned that. Today. <laughs> you mentioned that on the pod. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, real quick before we end, I forgot to mention this. I can't believe I forgot we just got caught up in in uh in, in wide receiver talk with this other guy, uh with uh Jesus, I forgot. With uh, Jeremiah Smith, Ryan Wingo has been visiting Miami a lot. He likes Miami. I know he's he's a big time five star, one of the best wide receivers in the country. Also committed to Georgia, but he has vis- visited the Hurricanes, and it looks like he's really interested in playing for Miami. This would be a huge get if they could pull him away from Georgia somehow. I mean, that's going to be tough. Uh, but again, Blue Ryan Wingo is the kind of kid that can come in and. He's your wide receiver one potentially right off the bat, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's got everything that you're looking for. I mean, he's uh, he's fast. Uh, he can catch. Uh, he separates when he, um, uh, you know, when he catches the ball. Yeah, big-time kid. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's just – but we're, you know, right now, I mean, and, he, and he's got some years left. Uh, so um, I believe he does, right? Didn't wasn't he? Um, trying to think how many years he's got. Is he a twenty fourteen? Yeah, he's a, he's a twenty fourteen. Yeah. So he's got he's got the full like you bringing in a guy like that, and he's going to be here for yeah. quite a few years. And see, I'm not so sure that somebody like Smith would be here for that long. I yeah, think okay. Smith's going to be a couple years and out of here. You know, I mean, it's just – I just think that this – and I know it's a whole different show, but the NIL has just jumbled this whole thing up. I know. And it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy what that's done. Um, it, well, just the fact that the colleges have no say-so in it. See, that to me, you know, that's the craziest part. I Again, 
I am in no way ever going to say that I'm against student athletes, you know, getting paid because they should, but come on, there's gotta be a limit. You know I mean? You know, I mean, it's just, it, it's gotta be a, a point where a Bryce young comes in, he's making $1.9 million before he's ever taken a snap. And that's, you know, it's kind of, I think it works its way uh, throughout the rest of the team that, you know, I mean, you're 17 years old and all of a sudden you're seeing this kid, Holy Christmas, you know, I'll never see that money in my life. And, but you know, whatever, it sounds like I'm a, a sore guy for, you know, for that, but it's but just, they, it's the they truth. generate that money though. So it's, they do, but I do think right now the mark, the market will normalize. Like they realize it's not worth this investment because it's a high school kid. We don't even know if he's good. And I think, I think what right now it's kind of the wild west a little bit, the market will take care of itself. Yeah. And yeah, some kids will probably be in the seven figure range because frankly, yeah. they generate that much money, but I don't know that it's going to be as common to buy the recruit out of high school. Cause it's, it's a, it's too uncertain. It's almost like, you know, if with drafts without scouting and you're just like, Oh yeah, let's, let's use the number one pick and commit all this time. Like if you think about the amount of time and effort and professionalism that goes into that versus like NIL being like John Ruiz throwing a check down, like th this is going to blow up in a lot of people's faces when they overpay for town. That's not proven. And I think that'll like kind of flatline a little bit. Well, yeah. But, think about it. Like, sorry, Vish. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Think about it like this. Would you rather pay for an unproven high school kid or would you rather pay to keep your star receiver in the program for one more year? I would rather have the star receiver for one more year. You can't answer your own question. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, agree, I agree with DJ. There you go. <laughs> Melissa answered it for you. Anybody else? No. All right. Well, before we go, I did a little alumni check for Jazz and 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 uh, Blue here since they said they had no notable alumni. So, Jazz, uh, your list is a little short, and there's some people on there I'm not going to bring up. But actually, which college? Uh, Barry. But but, but actually, Sha Shaquille O'Neal, legitimately, no, no, but legitimately did the coursework, 1,100 hours of service, whatever, to get his doctorate. So that counts. Wow! Right. Um, he trumped then, everybody. And then uh, Diesel baby. And then and then uh, Blues actually got a, obviously like you know be especially in basketball has a very storied athletic process. Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Well, there's a list of a bunch bunch of athletes that have come through that. Stacy Ogman. Yeah, but Sydney Green. Here, here's an I'm off talking the wall about one. football. Yeah, yeah, but but coming. Yeah, Randall that, Cunningham. But, but coming, I mean, Randall Cunningham's a legend. So, but but coming off of that, like to the Aaron Hammond's face, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he that's definitely, cool. he definitely trumps Guy Fieri. I would feel so. Ah, oh, come on. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on a second. I didn't say there was anything wrong with Guy Fieri. Blue's the one who used it as a pejorative. All we got is Guy Fieri. So I was like, oh, you got Jimmy Kimmel too. So. Pretty anyway. big. Also, yeah. also before we sign off, I digged into a different box of crap to find this to show Blue. Oh, look at that, throwback to last week after Jazz there, left the show. There we go. <laughs> make, oh, yeah. make sure to find yeah. that before I came on the show. <laughs> I do remember they had Brad Temp, who was a big, tall guy. He actually went to Miami Brad for Temp. basketball out of Taravella. Look, him up. I don't know how all of this information fits fits in one brain, but it does. It's very impressive. Very yeah. <laughs> crowded brain. 
This game is getting tough, guys. I think we should. Did you, you see this show? question? This is the question. You got any more shows coming up or what? I thought you were recording with Demarine and Joe Montana were in high school. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But I didn't read that. But where I was with Dan Marine, you weren't recruiting. Yeah, it was. I've been doing oh. this since 1970. Yeah, I know. I remember. Actually, Dan Marino was a lot higher recruited out of, and he was staying home in Pittsburgh anyway, and because they put everybody around him. Dan Marino was. I mean, um, Joe Montana was good. I mean, you know, he was. They're both out of Pennsylvania. You know, I'll tell you what. Pennsylvania's put out a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, you oh, yeah. know, Jim Kelly and. Yeah, I was around, believe me, I remember. And but Miami was never in the mix for any of those guys back then. Not then. All, All right, right fellas, ladies. Um, Jazz wants to watch right. the end of the heat game. Well, yeah, just quick quick plugs. We got we got F one show on, on Wednesday at eight. We got baseball right after that. A couple of big ACC series trying to dock up a national seat without pitching, which will be impressive. Um and then and then buckets next week. On next Tuesday. Tuesday. So, next yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday is yeah. next week's show. Yeah, I gotta I figure out when we get Matt back. <laughs> I was at the F. I was at the races both days, brother. Where are you? Yeah, both days. The the Saturday when they uh, when they were doing the trials and uh, the timing, and I was up in the uh, Auto Nation booth. Look at that. Made up for where I was yesterday, but so. <laughs> Bro, Blues figures it out, man. There's yeah. nothing Blues can't get into around here. Yeah, no, I, he's a, he's he's, a legend. He's, he's, legendary Larry Bluestein is not a, is not an exaggeration. Why you didn't call me to take me with you, but whatever. That's you know. I well, I thought legendary you guys already have press passes anymore. for that stuff. Nah, we no, I did that how last year. Do, how could you do a weekly show and not have press passes for the? I I, I I did I did last year, um, which is not all it's cracked up to be. I'll say if you it's can not, actually you know the the, <laughs> the struggle is real. Yeah, yeah, um, it's not easy. Yeah, and, the, and the noise, the, man, they do you in. The 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 hoops I jumped through to get that, and I still don't. I still think they made a clerical error and somehow screwed up and let me in there. But uh, but uh, yeah, I did that last year. This year, I was I was running my own race up here. So and it's when you think well. about it, they have credentials <laughs> from like a hundred a hundred countries. Yeah, I mean, there crazy. were people from all over the place. I did see Pat Mahomes yesterday, though. Did you? Yeah. Nice. All right. All those people that come out to be seen don't know a hell of a lot about the racing, but they they don't know Jack. Ninety seventy percent of that crowd doesn't know what the hell they're doing there. Yeah, Mahomes gets around. He was at the Derby on Saturday. He kind of started that he he actually started the Derby. (laughs) And then he was at the race. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Well. Nice. This was fun. We'll see you guys uh Next week, but stay tuned for all the rest of the shows on Wednesday as well. We got uh, hitting the apex and then baseball. Sayonara. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rings Kane Show. You know. <laughs>